0: Welcome to LifePoint with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty.
1: Hey folks, thanks for joining us today on LifePoint. Again, today I have Pastor Gary Moore with us, uh, who will be sharing with us about marriage and communication and and all sorts of areas of marriage. And uh, Pastor Gary, great to see you again. Good to be here, Tom. Yeah, I'm always glad. uh, be a part of what you do, and I, myself, and my wife have been uh, taking a class that he offers at church, and boy, it's just wonderful. It's awesome. I was telling him before the show that everybody should be taking this class, there's no excuse of marriage couples not taking this class, because it brings out things you don't really think about, and it, it helps you with your marriage, and we all need help in our marriage. Nobody has a perfect marriage. Some of you might say, well, I've got a perfect marriage. Well, I I'm sorry. I'm probably going to disagree with you because nobody has perfect marriage. Is that what you've learned? Oh here? yeah.
0: What I tell people is, you put your fingers on your wrist, and if you feel a pulse in your radial artery, then you have issues.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay. There you are. <laughs> and you take two people with issues and put them together. For extended periods of time in close proximity, guess what? The issues don't go away. They compound. No. There are no relationships without issues.
1: You're right. (laughs) Just because people have issues. Well, yesterday we closed uh, our session talking about having a daily, or not a daily, but at least a weekly time to check in, to connect. And I wanted you to talk a little bit about that and the importance of that today.
0: Yeah, well, what I encourage couples to do uh three three things that i encourage them to do one has to do with sunday night meeting and sharing with each other what you have coming up for the upcoming week and one of the reasons to do that is just so that you each understand what's going on with the other person but i ask them to always to write out make a list of the tasks that they're going to have to do this next week and they make the list out, and then they put two columns to the right of that list, and they put a plus over one of them and a minus over the other. And as they look at these tasks that they have to do, I want them to look at them in such a way so, as, so that they make the statement, does this one fill me with energy or deplete me of energy? Does this one deplete me of emotional energy, or does it fill we, fill me with emotional energy? Because we, we have only so much emotional energy for a day. And if we don't understand what our spouse has going on, and if my spouse has some things that she needs to do that week, and some of them are, she has one day that has a lot of emotional drainers, then when she comes home, I shouldn't expect her to have a lot of emotional energy to give to the relationship because she won't have. And uh, I have to be aware of that, and a lot of couples aren't aware of these types of things. So the other reason to do that on Sunday night and to look at that, there may be some of the things that each of you have to do that you can trade off just because of each other's schedules not being as tight possibly as the other ones. So that's one thing. The other one is a daily check-in where you check in with each other just how was your day, what's one positive thing and one negative thing. And when you say what the positive thing was or the negative thing was, also include why. Why was that a positive for you and why was it a negative? Because when you answer that question, if you don't say why, you're going to assume that your spouse knows why that was a positive or a negative for you. And that's not a valid assumption I've found. Because by answering why then... That helps me understand my spouse's perspective. She's always going to look at things differently than I do because she's a woman, for one thing, and she's a very particular one with certain gifts and uh, issues that she has, Mm -hmm. and I'm the same way. So what's one of the positives and one of the negatives? That way you'll know what's happened for your spouse that day, and you're not making an assumption of how their day was. And the other one is once a week, get together and talk about your relationship. A lot of couples, and I have some tools to help them do this, some of which I've just recently developed of my own, actually. But sometimes couples that aren't used to talking, I say, well, this, just use this simple way to start it. On a scale of, say to your spouse, on a scale of one to 10, how do you rate our relationship this week? And if the answer is anything less than a 10, which it probably will be for all of us, then the follow-up question is, from your point of view, what would it have taken to make it a 10? Hmm. But if you will do that, you won't allow the little things that irritate us to grow and begin to fester.
1: Well, we're all different. I mean, we're so different. Like, you know, my wife and, and I, of course, and you know that I'm a very impatient guy and And just kind of, and I do a lot of talking and I'm very more of the extrovert where my wife is certainly not an extrovert and she is very patient and very slow in developing things, which drives me crazy sometimes. It could be like Gary, like going to the Fred Meyers and shopping. And I I go there, I'm out of there in 15 minutes. I mean, I am out of there. She goes and I I tell you, she stands in front of a, uh, let's say soup. And she just, it's like she's staring at the soup. I'm like, is there a video picture there? What are you staring at? And she just thinks, and she does that all. And yeah. it's like, oh my goodness. So how different we are. And of course, sometimes frustration causes, because I say, come on, we got to go get. So then what am I doing Is I'm creating? Yeah, a, it's
0: just, you're, you're just adding to the irritation. And there, uh, see, part of the whole thing in relationships where a lot of us get ourselves off on the wrong foot is, Part of the thing we want to do is make them into us. We want them to see it the way we see it. And one of the things about communication is, particularly in, in having conversation and communication, the reason you have communication is not to convince. The reason you have communication is to connect. If you'll get that in your mind, that this conversation I'm about to have with my wife it's not to convince her but the net effect of this conversation should be that we are connected together more than we were before we had the conversation.
1: I think we'd have a lot of different conversations. I think you would too. So what Gary uh you know let's let's do a little uh for instance. For instance uh, a couple <laughs> gets married you didn't you weren't you didn't counsel but you but they come to you counseling later, and you come out find out the one person was really a strong Christian person, but they chose to marry someone that didn't go to church, and then it started to wear on. On let's say the her wanted to uh, wear on her where, that that her husband wasn't going to church, and she was worried about his salvation. Because I've dealt with an issue like that over the years and with some people. But what do you tell somebody uh, when they come in and say, Pastor Gary? Uh, you know, my, my husband just doesn't want anything to do with the church, and, and I know we need to be together with God. Yeah, it's, you can't make them. Right. Uh, what is it? Is it Peter that
0: says that, you know, you live in such a way as to bring them to making it a, a choice? Right. And uh, a lot of people don't think that one person can make much of a difference in a relationship. But by one person changing... The other person is going to change then because they have to, because now they're not interacting with the same person. That person has changed. And so just how they act in front of them and how they minister to them. And again, remember that I'm responsible for what I say and how I say it. I'm not responsible for what my spouse hears or how she responds
1: to it. Right. And so that's uh I think that's very important for us all to understand and and I think I think you hit the nail on the head with our example and I, I think of the couple I'm thinking of is you know she's been pretty solid through her life but and he has seen that and he respects her yeah he respects her, but he hasn't yet really grasped onto the whole uh uh meaning of what that means and so I just uh you know, it's something you think about. Of course, in premarital counseling, you can talk to couples. Hey, look, if you're unequally yoked, how's this going to look? And they, well, usually, what happens is a story. It's, oh, I'll do this. I'll be a part of your church. I, you know, you've heard how many times you're dead. <laughs> yeah, it's
0: uh, yeah, it's a difficult thing. Uh, particularly once they are already married, it is a very difficult thing. But again, it's again, you hold your response yourself responsible for what you can control, and you can control what you say and how you say it. And you can control how you respond, but you cannot control how they hear what
1: you say or how they respond to what you say. And that's very important, right? And I've also seen this aspect of it. I've seen, and usually it's a woman. I mean, the ones I've dealt with is that they come across almost holier than thou. Yeah, that, that. there is, they're they're just so they feel like they're so perfect. I mean, it's men too. I don't. I'm not picking a women, but the ones I've dealt with over the years most of them have been women on that side of the coin trying to get their husbands to come to Christ, you know, but uh I think the example of being who you are and the realness of who you are, not a not a fake, you know, you want to be authentic and then allowing the Holy Spirit to work. You know, my my dad and my grandfather prayed for my dad's mother for years in years and years until she gave her heart to the Lord on the deathbed two weeks before she died, gave her heart to the Lord after all those years. Yeah. But uh, you know, never to give up. And I think some couples say, Well, I'm just I can't take it anymore. But you know, God wants to use you, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But anyway, and Gary, as we as we move forward with this, we only got about a minute left today again. You know, as we talk about the communication aspect and about uh, meeting together and going over things, you know, that is very important, but it's sometimes hard to do because you just, it shouldn't be hard to do, but we just, we let the TV or whatever it is kind of rule our lives and we. Well, you have to be committed to your relationship. Yeah. You have to be
0: committed. Your first commitment, think of a pyramid or your, your top commitment is your personal relationship with Christ. Your second commitment has to be to your spouse and to your relationship. The kids come after that, and so be, if it doesn't, then we're not we're not then giving our kids a model to follow. Right, and uh, so you have to do that. So you have to decide what's really important, and then.
1: Order your life
0: accordingly.
1: Yeah, I agree. Gary, these sessions go way too fast. <laughs> yeah, they yeah, do. We only got one more left this week. So, folks, tune in tomorrow. And, Gary, thanks again. Good to be here. And, Lord bless you, folks. Have a great day.
0: LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208 362 1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God.